Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host, and in today's episode, I have the immense pleasure of speaking with Cody McBroom, who is not just an amazing nutrition coach and fitness coach, but also was my very first mentor and actually someone I loved working for for over two years. So welcome to the show, Cody. Thank you for having me on, Lisa. It is, uh, it's really cool to get back in touch. I mean, we've kind of stayed in touch briefly over the years, obviously, but um, to come back on, be able to chat with you. And uh, I don't know, it's just cool seeing everything kind of come full circle and seeing you do your thing. It's just awesome. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, I mean, what you have created and are creating with a tailored life or tailored coaching methods is um, just incredible. When I started working for you, it was still the boom, boom performance and the boom, boom uh, elite when it comes to your training programs and stuff. And then the rebranding was just like a huge step. And now seeing what amazing army of awesome coaches you have behind you and just the additional things you do on the side is, is incredible. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about just your company, obviously, for those um, listening that are not familiar with your work and just your journey into coaching and everything else. Yeah. So, um, I'll try to kind of, you know, encapsulate it, put it in a nutshell, <laughs> but, um, I grew up as a kid who, uh, I, I would say I definitely have always been an entrepreneur. Like that was always just kind of in my blood. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't follow rules very well. I didn't do good in school. I didn't do well with being told what to do even by my parents. Uh, if I was told not to do something or that I couldn't do something or that I was grounded, I always had to argue and debate and figure out why, like if there wasn't a logical reason why, like I was going to debate until they found one or I got <laughs> out of it. And, uh, that kind of showed a lot just throughout my entire life. And I ended up, you know, selling, um, like I, I Craigslist was a big thing for a long time. And, uh, before the world got crazy and now it's like dangerous for a 13 year old to sell something on Craigslist. But back in the day, I would find stuff in the garage that my parents didn't need or my brother no longer needed on his bike or something. And I would Craigslist it and meet people and at a parking lot at a store and sell them stuff. Like I was just always hustling. Right. But I was never into fitness. That was never my thing. And so it wasn't until after high school that I got into fitness. Um, at that point I had dabbled in sports, but I was always heavier. Um, had two knee injuries. Um, I've had knee surgeries, uh, both of my left knee ACL meniscus. And, uh, it just led to me being overweight and just, uh, for lack of better terms, what I would consider not an optimal human. I wasn't physically active. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't um, confident. I wasn't secure about myself physically, uh, psychologically speaking either. And it just kind of put me in a weird place. You know, at a young age, I was feeling pretty down about myself. And uh, I actually turned to weight loss as a way to try to build confidence and get healthy and, you know, improve myself. And I just got hooked. I got addicted. I ended up changing my degree, uh, which I actually had to forge my dad's signature to do because they said no, which I don't blame him for. I was still overweight and I had, you know, caught the fitness bug for like a few weeks and was like, I'm going to switch my degree. And, uh, <laughs> but when I know, I know. So I did it. I switched my degree. I started pursuing fitness. Um, and then all of a sudden I became a straight A student. I became extremely attentive at school. I became um, a great uh, rule follower and, and because it was something I was passionate about, you know? And so 
I followed that wave until it landed me. Um, I, I graduated, got an internship at a strength training facility, and then I became one of their head trainers for six and a half years while writing blogs and posting on Facebook and all kinds of stuff and creating content just because I liked it. Um, ended up attracting a couple of people from across the country and wrote programs for them and such and did their diet and just charged them next to nothing because I didn't know online coaching was a thing, but they offered to PayPal me some money to do it. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, and then in 2017, I found out my girlfriend at the time, wife now, Shannon was pregnant with our daughter, Blakely. And, uh, that was my moment to be like, okay, if I'm going to chase the dream I've always had of creating this online business, I got to do it now. So I quit the gym, gave up hundred percent of my clientele. So I went from a pretty good trainer salary to zero and, uh, Shannon was a breadwinner. The house was in her name. She was still working. And I had the length of her pregnancy to make it work so that she could go on a maternity leave and never come back, uh, never go back to work. And she didn't want to, she wanted to work, but when she saw Blakely's face, she was like, I'm never going back. So I made it happen. And, uh, I grew the company from there. And, um, at a certain point you came along board, you were on one of our probably like first of three, maybe four coaches. Um, I can't remember exactly what the exact order was. I know it was like, I got an assistant. She kind of helped me organize some things. And then I brought Courtney on and then I believe it was you. Um, and so we started growing the team. And like you said, we were boom, boom performance. Cause my nickname was Cody boom, boom. And that was what it was. And, uh, once I started seeing the team grow and I started really trying to create a vision for myself and the company long-term, I realized that it, number one, boom, boom performance doesn't describe anything remotely close to what we do at all. <laughs> and, uh, i also didn't want it to be named after me cause it's just, it's about so much more than me. And I knew in the future, I didn't want it to just be a coaching company. I wanted there to be branches of tailored everything. Right. So we made it tailored coaching method and, and we just kept growing. So, um, you know, now, uh, 2023, we have a facility here. Uh, um, we have a, the tailored life podcast, which is all things, personal development, uh, coaching, fitness, nutrition, self fitness, nutrition, heavy, obviously, but, um, tailored life is kind of the way I describe everything. It's like how I live. It's the fact that everybody told me, no, everybody told me I shouldn't, I can't, it's not possible. Online coaching won't work back then all these things. And I just, ignored them and pursued my passion and tried to create the life I wanted to live. And I'm not there yet completely because it keeps growing my vision. But I mean, I definitely did what I said I was going to do. And to me, that is a tailored life. So my goal is to help others do that exact same thing. You know, a lot of it is through fitness and nutrition, but it's also through my coaches, making sure that they live a life they want to live and they live where they want to live and they can afford the life they want to live and so on and so forth. Um, so Taylor Life podcast kind of grew into this idea of, of pursuing another passion of mine, which is apparel, as you mentioned. And now we have Taylor Life Apparel, which we're going to launch the second drop as we're recording this in a few days on the 2nd or 7th, sorry, of May, uh, which by the time this airs, it might already be past that. But um, and that's tailoredlifeapparel.co. And, and that's honestly, that was something that I actually planned on doing before I got into fitness. I tried to do, I just wasn't a business professional yet. It just didn't make sense. And I've always been into that. And, uh, my mentor Andreas actually wanted to invest. He wanted to be my partner and do the business kind of side of it while I did the creative. And so we put our minds together and created it and we're going to be able to run that Taylor trainer app is coming out soon. And, um, it's funny you said army because my idea is to have a tailored army, you know, eventually, <laughs> I just want a huge community of people that are representing tailored life apparel to represent taking life into their own hands and, you know, creating a lifestyle they want to live um, on their own terms and 
uh, tailoring their fitness and nutrition to create the body they want, the programs they want, like everything, you know? And so, um, I do, I'm going to put this out there now. I do plan to, uh, we, we will move out of this state and, uh, go to another state that allows a little bit more, um, business-wise, a little more freedom to, to create and build and do what I want to do. And, um, the plan is to create a Mecca, a very large place where we have a huge gym and we have a apparel shop and the warehouse and we're able to do a lot more and it's going to be like the tailored Mecca. I'm very excited about, but that's like my future plan right now. So, um, a lot in there, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's like me then and now in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I will say straight away, if you create or no, when you create this Mecca, I'm going to come and visit at some stage for sure. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you touch on a lot of great points, which I also want to pick up on. So firstly, you have definitely helped me guide or helped guide me towards my path so in terms of your vision with um gate guiding your your coaches and so on i i'm 100 convinced you're on that path um and you also touched on a few other things like your mentor um andreas and um i actually remember finding the boom boom performance podcast i think it was 2016 or maybe 17 um through so first i found mind pump and then uh jason phillips on there and then jason phillips had you on his podcast i believe and that's how i got hooked on your podcast and then we connected and and everything else but i think as the listeners can already hear when you speak about fitness or just your mission and so on it's about so much more than just weight loss it's like really a philosophy a um you were the very first person introducing me to stoicism to all these the self-development stuff because like a lot of people out there i used to think um journaling gratitude practice etc it's all like woohoo and stuff like i'm a very logical person as you know and numbers oriented and so on so that normally doesn't vibe with me when, or didn't when someone spoke about that but then you came along and you introduced all these um practices in a in a not necessarily science-based way but in a way where you're like this is how it relates to fitness and nutrition and that just like clicked for me <laughs> so thank you so much for all of that um but I'm I'm just really curious um maybe you can tell us a little bit more about several of the mentors you have worked with over the course of the years, because I know even before you started the business, you had mentors of your own, for example, Jason Phillips or, or others. Um, and you are um, a big advocate of having a coach, even as a coach. So I know you always or often work with um, someone who creates your training program or nutrition for you. So yeah, maybe you can share just some of the most impactful uh, people over the course of the years. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I was very similar in the sense that I thought, um, I think, you know, as a male, I think it might've even been an ego thing, like, uh, almost like journaling and meditating. Like it is woo woo, but it's also like not masculine. Like, I don't need to meditate. Like I'm stronger than that. And I have discipline and, and I, and I don't think I, uh, I couldn't comprehend what it was actually about at the time. And, uh, it, it so like that actually, uh, the discovery of journaling and meditating and all that is actually what kind of helped me go down the path of discovering mentors as well, because there was a certain point where I was just solely textbook. Like it was just everything I get my hands on with training and nutrition. That's all I studied, all I read. And I was getting very knowledgeable because I became obsessed about it. And just every day I'm consuming content, going to seminars, doing everything I can. 
But at a certain point, I realized that, um, you know, I wasn't ready to start a company because I, for people listening, I literally started training people when I was 18. Like I graduated high school at 17, had my epiphany moment right when I turned 18, because I turned 18 shortly after I graduated high school um, and changed my degree before I even turned 19. So I like, this is all I've ever done. So I probably discovered a lot of this stuff in my early 20s. And at that time, I remember kind of starting to think about like, okay, I'm working with all these people, all of which are well older, older than me, because there's no 20 year old who can afford two to three times a week personal training with me at this cool, like functional performance gym in the city. And uh, they have actual problems. Like they have real bills. They have real marriages and kids and careers and all this kind of stuff. And I need to like be able to comprehend their issues without having experienced their issues, you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of started going down this path of like emotional intelligence and communication and, and stoicism and understanding how to actually work through some of these problems with people, even though I haven't experienced them, you know, and there's, there's still times today that I work with people that I've never experienced what they go through, but I can confidently say like, I don't understand what you are going through, but I get how difficult it is to go through it. And I understand what it's doing to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think there's a way to coach through that. And so as I started discovering that stuff, I just started paying attention to what people did. And, um, I started just naturally kind of looking up to these figures who were writing these books and were speaking these things. And I like discovered Tony Robbins and then that kind of opened a door, you know? And so as I'm discovering this stuff, I just started paying attention to people and I just started noticing all these habits people were doing, you know? Um, and I think the one that really like turned a lot for me was actually Rob Deerdeck because Rob Deerdeck was somebody who is now one of the most successful people in like the celebrity world with the, you know, TV shows he's ran and, and the brands he's created. And now he's a capital investor in all these companies and so on and so forth. But at the time he was just a pro skateboarder, but he was the most well-known, the most famous, the most wealthy, the, the most had the best personality of all the pro skateboarders. And I, I grew up skateboarding. So I really looked up to him, but he was not even remotely close to the best skateboarder, like not even close. So I'm like, how does this guy create so much success in an industry where he's just not even close to being the best at, you know? And there's a multitude of reasons. But when I started looking at his routines and his habits, I noticed he would do these things that were similar to all these other successful people. Meditate, journal, like a very structured time blocking system, gratitude. Like, and that's when I was like, okay, maybe it's not about being masculine or not needing it. It's like, why not pursue these things? So I started pursuing these things that I saw other people doing. And then eventually I, I found a program that I could be a part of. And it was like a men's coaching entrepreneurial kind of thing. And I was easily a decade younger than every other guy in the group. So I just learned so much about all this stuff we're talking about and about life and about business and about things that I wasn't even experiencing yet, but I knew I would eventually. Um, so I had my first mentor there, which was uh, in, I had, casual mentors before that, you know, I worked for a guy named Luca Hosvar. He was definitely a, a mentor to me. Uh, my school at the college, uh, Tim Vagan was a mentor to me. There were some students in there that were like older than me that were kind of mentors, but Steve Krebs was the guy who ran this group. And he was the first, he was a part of wake up warrior at the time. And he was the first one that I ever paid financially to be my mentor. And, uh, I paid a lot of money, uh, a lot of money to where it like really scared me. Cause I wasn't making that much money at the time. But I knew for some weird reason inside me, I just knew like I had to make this investment. And so uh, I made uh, a very hefty investment and uh, I invested in a coach, which was him. I was part of this group for a year and it just changed my life. It just dramatically, probably, I guess the best way I could say it is it matured me on so many different levels rapidly. So as a 20, 
Shit, I think I just met Shannon when I jumped in this. I was probably like 24, I think, when I did this. And uh, and I maybe 23, and I jumped in, did a full year, and it just changed my life. And then um, after that, I went on to hire the next one and the next one. And, and I eventually worked with Jason Phillips, who was somebody at the time who was running a, a very large uh, nutrition coaching company, um, which is no more. He doesn't do that anymore. But at the time, he was, and uh, he actually didn't mentor anybody. So I was kind of bugging him and saying that I wanted him to mentor me and teach me how he scaled his company. And he said he didn't do that. He said he didn't do that. So then I just flew out to Vegas where he was hosting a seminar and messed him again. I said, Hey, I'll be at Vegas tomorrow. Can I meet you before your seminar? And he was like, you know what? Show up for dinner at like, it was like 11 PM at a hotel or something. I was like, Holy shit, dude. All right. <laughs> so I showed up and I hung out with him. And then like, uh, he still was like, yeah, I don't do that. And then, uh, eventually, like, I think it was like a week later, he called me. He was like, all right, I'll do it. Here's what I'll charge. I don't know what I'm doing, but I mean, you can just pick my brain as much as you want, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. And it helped me a lot. I, I learned a lot about running a bigger nutrition company through him, um, especially because it was a very casual relationship where he wasn't doing that yet, which to be completely honest with you, I've gotten the most value out of mentorships in those kind of circumstances, not from big companies that run these big business coaching things. And I have a sour taste in my mouth towards those. I think a lot of them are bullshit, but everybody I, I've had as a mentor was a one-on-one -on -one relationship that kind of did mentoring, I guess. And I was like, I will pay you for your time. I'm just going to ask you questions, hang around you. That's all I want. And I got the most out of those. Um, you know, I, I, I've hired multiple people uh, since him as well. Um, one of which was Andreas, who I've known for now well over a decade, but he was one of the first people I ever actually trained because I was filling in for my boss at the time to help him. So I trained him. I found out more about him. And I was just fascinated by him. He's a cancer survivor. He's a uh, philanthropist. He owns an orphanage in Mexico. He owns multiple companies. He just sold one of his companies to a very large, large, large company out here that I'm not going to give names away because I don't know if I'm allowed to. Uh, but he and he's a big part of his church. He has a family. Like he's just he's one of those guys that I'm like, your day is 36 hours. It doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> and so uh, he became more of like a life coach and a mentor to me. And then eventually just like a big brother and a friend. And he ended up like mentoring my wife just naturally. And he's a big part of my daughter's life. And I eventually stopped paying him because we were just too close. And then we started the company together. Um, and along that way, I've mentored a lot of people. I've mentored you. I've mentored people who hired me. Um, I, I don't formally mentor people today, um, but it's, it's always something I've done casually on the side when I can, whether it's just console calls or like some people in my life, I just choose to try to guide because I think it's very helpful. But, um, I think in general coaches should have coaches, you know, it's, it's, if, if you're not practicing what you preach and if you're not willing to invest in what you're selling, I think that's an issue. And, and depending on what you are getting coaching from, it really just matters from a standpoint of what you're after and what you need the most help with or the most accountability from. Sometimes it's just about, you're not doing the shit you need to do to get there because it's hard and it's hard to be consistent. And it's hard to be told um, what you actually need to hear versus what you want to yeah. hear or what you want to say. And sometimes you need somebody who cares enough about you that will tell you what you need to hear. You know? So for me, it's always been that whether it's business or training or right now I have a coach because I'm going to step on stage again for bodybuilding. So I have a prep coach, you know, and I hired a guy who is younger, but he's smart. He's ambitious as fuck. And I, and I actually just want to see him be successful. And he's less of a mentor and more of somebody who's keeping me accountable and making me do the work. And I'm sharing some knowledge with him along the way as well. And like, I just value him as a person. I think I'm excited to see him grow and I wanted to be a part of that journey. So, um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to it, I think. But, um, my biggest advice is I think everybody should have a coach. Everybody should have a coach in some regard of their life. And uh, if you are a coach, be cautious with like 
business coaching and mentors and stuff like that. It's not that they're bad. I've had many and they've helped me tremendously, but there's also a lot of snakes in the grass out there. So you got to be cautious with that industry. I can only agree with, with that. And um, I think a lot of the cookie cutter models or, you know, it might be someone who's had success for half a year and then they're like, oh, I'm suddenly now a business coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same as if someone loses like five pounds and next month is like, oh, I'm a weight loss coach charging $200 a month um, or, or more or whatever. Um, so yeah, definitely being careful with that. Um, but yeah, I, I had the pleasure of connecting with um, Andreas myself um, a few years ago through, through you also and um, have had the pleasure of meeting him so I can totally understand um that amazing relationship there and um i think that just also implies that what you said is uh, that often those more casual relationships they might come into existence because you it's it's based on like admiration for someone even though they might not be like you say maybe the expert in their field but you, you're just vibe with them and i do think that that's a really important point for when pick like when when picking a, a mentor it should be someone that you want to um, please to an extent it should be someone that you look up to um, and I think a lot of people only think um, to hire a coach or a mentor if it's for something that they don't know um, how to go about so like let's say you want to start your own business and then oh, I'm, I'm looking for someone just to teach me those methods but I think that's actually one of the um, least important reasons to have a mentor it it it, it like that pro propelling of growth that you mentioned earlier, that is probably the biggest one, in my opinion. If you are someone who's interested in self-development, one of the best way to short find a shortcut or to fast track that is through a mentor rather than just reading book number 752 or, you know, whatever it might be, that's not going to bring you forward nearly as much than, than a week with a group of amazing other humans who can uplift you and can show you your way. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I think that, you know, some of the biggest reasons people get in their own way, um, as far as reaching success in any endeavor, it could be, it could be marriage. It could be parenting. It could be fitness. It could be business. It could be anything. But like some of the biggest reasons are number one, like I said before, just not actually doing the work. Like sometimes people know exactly what the fuck to do. They just don't do it because they don't have the discipline to do it day after day after day. Motivation windows away. You know, <laughs> So if you don't have the discipline, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. Um, so that's an obvious one. You need that accountability. The next one I would say is actually self-belief. A lot of times people don't have, uh, enough self-belief or enough consistent self-belief. And so their self-doubt overcomes that. And self-doubt comes from not doing what you said you would do. So every time, if you don't have that accountability, especially every time you don't do what you said you'll do, you don't take action on the thing you write in your notepad or whatever it may be, you are just consistently proving to yourself that you can't. And it creates this false narrative in your head that you are unable to achieve blank success, which is self-doubt. And self-doubt pushes self-belief away. So self-belief comes from like, so a smart coach will make sure you do this, but self-belief comes from just a bunch of tiny wins. So as a coach, I would rather set you up for like small, tiny things that I know you can do. If we're talking personal development, it's read 10 pages, journal, meditate one time, like the simplest stuff, send an appreciation text. But when you start doing all those things, you start seeing benefits, you create more belief in the system and the process. And now we have a track record of checking off the boxes. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. And now you develop self-belief and then you can actually create it. And sometimes self-belief is also difficult to find by yourself because you need somebody else to believe in you. 
right? There's so many times in my life where I've created a false narrative in my head and I've cre like created self-doubt in my own head and somebody else was like, dude, I know you can do this. I've seen you do X, Y, Z. I've seen you do this. You've always pushed through and like, and then you kind of are like, oh yeah, what am I thinking? Like I can totally do this, you know? So sometimes you need that. You need that person in your corner talking you through it. Um, and I think it's super important. And then the last thing is just information overwhelm. You know, a lot of times we take in so much information that we, we have a difficulty deciphering what matters and what doesn't. And so I know as an entrepreneur, it's like the idea thing. There's so many ideas floating around in your head and you always want to take action on them. And, uh, I even look at, you know, I'm creating three things. I mean, I'm creating two things at once. One's already created to coach method, but Taylor life apparel and Taylor trainer. If I could go back, I might separate those a little bit, to be honest with you, because it did create more stress than needed. Um, I'm a pretty relentless person, so I'm making it happen no matter what. And truthfully, I have partners in both of those things. If I didn't, it wouldn't happen. I have uh, somebody who I'm I'm literally giving a percentage of the company to for Taylor Trainer. That is, they're just strictly development app processing which is cool because people can rest assured that I'm not in charge of making sure the tech stuff works. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't know that world. And then Andrea is being on the apparel. If I didn't have them, there's no way I would have fall flat on my face. So I think that, you know, over the years, I've had a lot of mentors that will just tell me like, that's a great idea, but no <laughs> back burner. Now is not the time. Stay focused, stay in your lane. And I think that's really important because sometimes it'll either people will get so overwhelmed with all these ideas that they don't do anything or they get like all these ideas and they just keep doing everything, which makes them unsuccessful at anything. And so having a mentor to uh, kind of keep you in your lane, they're like bumpers when you're bowling, you know, like, I don't know how much people bowl where you're from, but like the bumpers kind of keep you in your lane, you know, as a kid, you use bumpers so that punches the bowling ball back in the center of the lane. And that's kind of how mentors are, in my opinion, you know, they help you stay in your lane and make sure you're not getting distracted by shiny objects. Cause I can actually be truthfully honest right now. I have two other potential companies that I can be a part of and start anytime because I have some resources and some knowledge that the other person could use to help create this. And it could be very successful and I probably will do them eventually, but I've had to like take a deep breath and go, not yet. <laughs> I promise. One of them, I actually gave them a date in 2024 that I'd be willing to partner with them on. Cause I'm like, if you can wait, I'm all in and it will crush. But I just can't right now. It'll, it'll fuck up what I'm doing over here and I have to stay focused, you know? So, um, and then I, th I think that speaks very highly for something that you've taught me also. And that's just knowing your priorities and mm -hmm. that can guide, can guide you so, so much throughout the year, throughout your day, throughout decision-making of, of any kind. But I mean, it's very apparent that you are super busy. So actually one of my questions um, that I, I noted down for you was going to be um, more about content, con con contest prep and like your planning on stepping on stage again and so on which is super exciting I think but you and I also know how stressful that is on the body for the family for everything else so I would love to hear um, about your approach to it like first of all what kind of like initiate the desire to step on stage again but then also um yeah if you if you have a bit of a um a plan of like how you can alleviate your stress during that time especially the last few weeks leading up to it yeah so there's i mean there's definitely like first and foremost like the first thing i did is is i sat and thought on it and meditated on it for weeks and then i sat down with shannon and was like here's what i want to do what are your thoughts you know and uh 
they weren't her it's not her favorite idea <laughs> I've had. but uh she's you know accepting of my goals and such so she supports it um i i think it's there's a few things that i would say too like there's a difference between being a seasonal competitive physique athlete and like what i'm doing here because i haven't stepped on stage since 2014 so i've done some photo shoots which you and I know, like I've gotten shredded for photo shoots, but it's not the same kind of shredded. It's not the same kind of stress. Um, and it's not the same deadline. Like I can tell the photographer, Hey, I need two more weeks, you know, like it, it's not the end of the world. So, um, there's definitely a different layer of this. And if I was doing it constantly, it would be more difficult. I think that, um, you know, first and foremost, the reasons I wanted to do it, there's a few, like number one was just, I've just had an urge to do it again for years now. And I just haven't been able to. And so I looked at my life and I'm like, you know what, we're in the new facility. I have, um, I've taken a back seat on some of the stuff in the coaching side of the business, uh, so that I could coach the team and mentor the team and create the systems better and market better and so on and so forth. So it actually allowed me to have less responsibility over one-on-one -on -one people, which helped. Um, I have a lot to do, um, arguably more to do now, but it's not somebody on the other side of the screen waiting for me to do it, which is a stress relief in itself. Um, so it just seemed like the right time. And I've always just loved the sport of bodybuilding. You know, that's why I got, I've always been somebody who trains and diets for muscle growth and fat loss. Like that's always been my niche and my thing. So um, there's part of it that just, I want to, there's part of it is that um, I, I do think that as a coach, you kind of got to show up every once in a while. And so it's one thing for me to talk about the science all the time, but if I don't, get half naked in front of people and show them that I'm also capable of getting jacked and shredded, then, you know, do I have the, the ability to really put it into play? Do I have the discipline that I expect of my clients? And, um, it, more than that, do I have two times the discipline I expect in them, which I think is accurate because they don't need as much discipline as I will need to get on stage. But like, I want to prove to them that I have more than I'm requesting of them. So I can really speak from a place of authority and experience and they respect that. Um, so there's definitely an aspect of business that it applies to as well. Like it helps the business. It helps people coming on board, have motivation and ambition and, and kind of see me leading from the front. Um, there's a lot of content that I can create with it, which is helpful because I can document my journey and I can talk about the things I'm going through and people love following that process, which we're starting to do more YouTube content. And that was kind of the pull as well. It's like, okay, if we're going to get back into YouTube, I'm going to do this. And this is going to help us create like consistent content because we can really vlog the journey, which is helpful. So there's a lot of that. Um, it's also in Texas uh, in alpha land. So like I wanted to be able to visit Christian Guzman's place and, and check that out and connect with some of the people that will be there. So there's definitely like a networking opportunity that's going to be involved as well. Um, and so there's a, there's kind of a mixture of like personal and business goals within it all, you know, and you know, the sick twisted part of my mind as well, just wants to see if I can do it. And it's like, there's something about it, like a really hard challenge that I, I love. So, um, I'm doing it for that purpose too. And I think that, you know, I will say this as an entrepreneur and, uh, as, as somebody who's not just a typical entrepreneur, but kind of like a serial entrepreneur, like it sounds very unbalanced. And I don't mean this as like, uh, everybody should be this way. Cause I don't think that's the case, but I typically, I like, this sounds so bad. I like entrepreneurship <laughs> more than friendships. Like it, it, that sounds weird. And it's not that I value my business over the people I care about. It's that I get so excited about business and about going to work and about creating content and about helping people through the podcast, through coaching and seeing my coaches flourish. Um, I don't get that same excitement about going to the bar and seeing friends and stuff like that. 
I love like I have some weddings coming up. I'm going to be able to I actually have to meet with my buddy this weekend. I'm going to uh, I'm ordaining him and his wife. Like I'm excited about that. That's going to be an amazing experience. I get to be the guy that is like marrying these two people and speaking in front of 150 people about them. And it's gonna be really cool. And I'm in another wedding. Like I love those moments, but I, I live a lifestyle that's very structured. It's very much so family business, family business, family business. And it's just like in my routine. So it's actually not as hard as people would probably assume because the more structure I have, the easier it is for me to live my life because my life is structured. So it just kind of fits right in. There's just going to be moments where I'm hungry as hell. <laughs> like towards the end, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess then still trying to prioritize sleep as, as best as possible and making sure that you have at least have your you know, your, your boundaries around the work times perhaps, but I'm sure Sh Shannon helps you with that too. And I think now that uh, Blakely's a little bit older and yeah. so on, as she, at least she's not going to be waking up, waking you up throughout the night. I hope yeah. <laughs> I, I saw you have a dog now, so maybe he's still waking you up, but hopefully that's no. not of a disturbance. Yeah. Blakely's five now. And so she'll be in kindergarten while I'm prepping. Cause she's, or like when I'm getting on stage, cause she goes to kindergarten in like early September, I think. Um, but she's, she's great. I mean, she's going through a stage where she does have like nightmares. Um, mm -hmm. which is always interesting because the nightmares are always like, I mean, a kid's so innocent. So it's like somebody stole their toy or something. <laughs> so it's, it's adorable, but, um, there's, there's those on occasions, but, um, and then I have a big chunky English bulldog who doesn't move hardly ever. He's so lazy <laughs> that that is the last person that's going to wake me up, you know? So yeah, yeah. Um, what you said about, um, it's sounding bad that you like work more than your friends. Um, I I I think I 100% know what you mean. And I even remember um, in one of your podcasts, like a couple of years ago, um, I forget his name, but he's from the Active Life RX. You in interviewed him twice. And I think it was called something like Finding Your Purpose or something like that, the title of the episodes. And he spoke specifically about that kind of thing and how a lot of entrepreneurs or just people who basically um live their their mission their their vision who, who've truly found their passion and um, that that a lot of people like that uh feel that way and sometimes question whether there's something wrong with them and I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> the same way so I can yeah. relate to that and I think you can you yeah I know what you mean <laughs> have you ever uh read or listened to the audiobook Relentless by Tim Grover yes I have great book so very uh for some people it's pretty hardcore and he's a very very like serious person but i've probably i've read it once listened to it twice like um that book spoke to me because it finally made me not feel guilty about that mm -hmm. it's like hey like even if you're not normal for that who gives a shit like if that's the way you live that's the way you live and every great entrepreneur ceo athlete everybody else they were the same exact way you know and just because the thing I got from it too, I actually used this on, I was speaking at an event in Texas last year, at the end of last year. And, uh, and I said this there and I said like, you know, I think to be successful in anything, you have to be borderline obsessed, like in a healthy way, you have to be excited about it. You can't be obsessed in like a neurotic way because that leads to like very bad habits. But if you're obsessed in an excited way, like you're pumped up for Monday, you're like not as excited about Friday, but Hey, you get a break and you understand it's important, like that kind of thing. Um, that's kind of required. Like you have to be really into it to be successful at anything. If you're going to see the best results possible with your fat loss journey, you really got to get into it. You know, you got to get excited about it and get a little bit obsessed with the process, the work and everything that's required. And the problem with society, 
they will only idolize those who become obsessed if they're famous. So mm -hmm. this book taught me that. And I said this on stage at this event to all these trainers, it was like 150 trainers. It was like a business coaching event thing. And, uh, I told them, you know, there's going to be people that tell you you have no balance or that you're obsessed or that it's, it's not good for you and so on and so forth. But if you love what you're doing and you're happy, that's all that matters. You know, Kobe was obsessed. Kobe had no balance, but Kobe's idolized as the best player in the world. He is, he's people's favorite person ever. They never talk bad about him. Why is that? Well, it's mm -hmm. because he was on TV being the best. You may never be on TV as the best. But if you do your best every day, if you win the day, if you win the month, if you win your goals, if you achieve what you want, if you create a tailored life, quote unquote, like who gives a shit what people think? Like you're doing the exact same Kobe thing Kobe did. You just won't get idolized for it. But that's not why we're doing it in the first place. That's not why Kobe did it, you know? So, um, but that book is amazing and it really does help kind of shine some light on that. Yeah, and that's a that's an awesome reminder. I I, I like it. And I guess um speaking of uh, obsession and just uh being obsessed with creating stuff and entrepreneurial stuff, um do tell us more about the tailored life apparel and um how and also the new facilities. Uh, I I I was so fortunate to see the initial or the first facilities that you had, and I already thought that was pretty cool. Like all the equipment in there and the uh I think you already had in, in that year i thought it was reasonably new the um what's that treadmill called that you kind of power yourself is mm, it salt runner yeah that one and i mean ghd you have a ton of stuff in there but now when i look at some of your stories like this is this is amazing yeah <laughs> yeah tell us about the vision and everything yeah it's so funny too because like i sat down with, uh travis who works for me like a week ago and was like hey like you know in the next one to two years i want to move the company to texas and he's like dude well we just got here and like the funny thing was he was like i figured and i'm like what do you mean he was like i mean i know you've always wanted to go there because you can have uh you can do more with the business it's, it's central to everybody in the team in the country there's uh financially as a business owner it's way more profitable you save more money so i can have a bigger facility i can do more things i can host events like it's just everything's way easier but in like the fact that we just got here and i said that and he was like yeah i kind of figured you would you know, <laughs> I mean, he's like, you never stay put. Like, it's just hilarious. But um, yeah, so we got in here. We started construction in January of 2023, and it was a quick build. It was like, I mean, actually, we started a little bit before that. It was probably like November. It was like a two and a half, three month process of building because it was like a big shell, kind of like the last one was. The last one was just a big warehouse. And basically, I got a, it was a 2,500 or 2,000 square feet, I think, warehouse and an office. So it was like an office bathroom and then just a big open space. So in the open space, we painted the walls, put the tailored stuff on it, turf, rubber mats, made it like a gym. And then we had an office that him and I shared, my media guy, Travis. And then uh, the person next door moved out. So I took over that one, busted a hole in the wall, made a door so that I had my own office and we had some storage area because we started like accumulating more like client gifts and I want to do some seminars. But that was a 3,000 square foot. So now we had 5,000 and there was like a full bay that was just empty because we just didn't need that much space. Like I had a fun box I could skate in. Bubba had like a play area and like a turf pad you can go to the bathroom on. Like, so it was like, <laughs> that was all I needed it for. And uh, my lease was ending uh, at the end of last year. And I had to like, it kind of snuck up on me and I was like, oh shit, like I got to figure something out. And so I found some spots and we started touring. I found this place and it was like a big shell. And it, this one is, uh, I actually ended up getting one and a half because somebody, I just, I don't know how it worked out this way, but somebody wanted a half of a unit and they're like, we're not going to sell you half a unit. And then I came in, I was like, I really just need one and a half of these. And they're like, well, fuck. Okay. That worked out. <laughs> so 
I came in, they basically put a dividing wall between one side and then mine. And then um, there was a lot of building to do because I had them do another dividing wall so I could have offices and then a gym space. So we have 2000 square foot gym still, um, bathroom, kitchenette storage, and then put a big tailored sign on the wall again. It's a little bit different style. So it's not 30 feet, huge ceilings. It's lower like a normal commercial space, but it's still exposed. And we painted everything black. So you can see the like piping and the HVAC and all the AC pipes and everything, but everything's all blacked out. Um, got all uh, some of the same stuff, but some more new equipment. And then on the other side, there's a double door that goes into offices. And so the first office is this, this is the podcast studio. And then we have my office and then we have a spare office, which is where we do the tailored life apparel stuff. Um, meetings. If I want to stand up and do meetings and whiteboard stuff, and then Travis's office for media and then like a little lobby front area. So it's just much more professional. It's much, it's, it, there's AC, there's heat. It's, <laughs> it's just way better. It's so much nicer. It, it feels amazing to be in here. Um, and it was kind of perfect timing to start like revamping the tailored life apparel. Cause we dropped that and we kind of just like shotgun approached it into the apparel industry. And, you know, us being who we are, we're like, we want to create a brand that represents tailored life. Like that's what me and Andreas are both live that through and through. And so we had the brand mission and the people we wanted to represent down so well, but we didn't have the type of clothing we wanted down. We didn't know, do we make women's or just men? Cause that's all we know, you know? And then we went up, we did a launch and it was successful, but we ran into some trademark issues that we had to fix. We ran into some like systems that could have been better for shipping and getting people their stuff faster and packaging and supplier. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, where you're sourcing materials and so on and so forth. Um, and so we kind of went back to the drawing board and we were like, okay, we realized that way more women want our stuff than we realize. So we have to figure out how to make women's clothes now instead of waiting. Um, so now we have, uh, like we made, we have a sweatsuit that's like a crew neck and a crew shorts, but we did men and women. So there's like the oversized, uh, sweatshirt that is unisex. And then the shorts, there's a, a women's fit and then a, a male fit, you know? And so everything's gonna be 50, 50 so that we can produce enough women's clothes as well. Um, but we realized like, you know, at first I'm like, dude, I want to make pants, shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, crew necks. I want to do a bomber jacket. Let's do some hats. Like, I just want to do everything. <laughs> if you do everything, you're doing nothing, you know? So <laughs> we, we really had to like, kind of go back to the drawing board of the branding. And, and I came up with the idea of uh, streetwear for gym people. And it was like, to be honest with you, we want to sell stuff to people who are interested in improving themselves. Cause if you live a tailored life, you are interested in personal development. You're interested in health. You're interested in betterment, you know, improvement, self-improvement. And part of that is fitness, you know, and as COVID hit and everybody started working remote and we realized we didn't need to go out and more like comfortable clothing is like acceptable in professional settings. We're like, dude, like, what do we wear more than anything? What do people like wearing? We like wearing shorts, sweatpants, crewnecks, hoodies, but we want it to be extremely nice material. We want like tiny details that make it stand out. It's very premium. It's not like too obnoxious, not bright colors, none of that stuff. And so that's what we kind of came up with. This is like this luxury premium streetwear that's like more for gym people, but you probably won't wear it in the gym. Like we're not like making this so you, you can train in it if you want, I guess, but um, that's kind of the idea. And so we've been able to rebrand and remarket and like kind of figure all that stuff out really well for this next launch. And so we're launching on May 7th with a sweatsuit. So top and bottom, as well as a hoodie and a t-shirt. And then we still have some so uh, crew socks and then uh, some of our previous shirts left. So we'll throw those back in. Um, we closed down shop after a while because we were giving shirts away to influencers and stuff. And then we held on to some. So we're going to put those back on the shop. Um, and then we have another launch going out 
early June and then another one going out July. And then we're already planning for the August, September. So now we're ahead of the game to where we can kind of just keep pumping them out, which is the plan. Um, and kind of always have something in stock for people, no matter what. So when they go to tailoredlifeapparel.co, they see like there's always going to be something there. And as we go, we'll, we'll learn more and more about what people want and stuff. So, um, but again, everything is to represent what a tailored life is, which is really just, it's deciding on your own to take action and become better and create a life by design. You know, like that's really what it's about. So I'm excited about it, but yeah, that's kind of the, that's yes. been the mission for the last, I don't know how many months now. I, I highly recommend everyone um, stay tuned for that and check out the website. Is it tailoredlifeapparel.co, did you say? Yeah, dot .co. Uh, oh, .com was taken by somebody and they wanted a stupid amount of money. So we're like, you know what? So, yeah. Yeah, keep it. That's the, I have no doubt that it's going to feel and look and whatever amazing because you have great style and a good eye for um, what just looks aesthetic. I always liked... Um, the simplicity in the sense of like, you know, the logo of tailored mm -hmm. life or whatever, but also still attention to mm -hmm. detail. I think that's a great combination. You have simplicity, elegance, and, you know, as you say, like it's luxury, a luxury feel. Um, but at the same time, that, that simple look, very, very true. I mean, they, they don't say for nothing that uh, what is it with the nothing wrong with like a, a an elegant black or whatever, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's cool too. It's been fun for me because like I, when I was in high school, like I was really into skateboarding, hip hop tattoos, like, uh, like um, even like, I mean, some of it, like the street culture kind of put me into some bad scenarios to be honest with you, but I obviously fitness kind of saved me from that path. And I got in, uh, into some trouble from that stuff that it, fitness pulled me away from but the style and the music and the tattoos and the art like that stuff always has stuck with me and before anything else that's what, what my plan was I wanted to create a streetwear fashion brand and uh it, it's always been something on my mind so this has been cool because like as the I don't even know what my title would be in the company to be honest with the creative director or something like all I do is like I'm talking like the measurements of the wrist strap waistband the length of the shirt the material the percentage of what fabrics go into it the way the tag is the way the stitching is the the hourglass design the tlrd design the, like all those i like literally create myself everything from scratch and anytime i have help it's like i create something and then i need somebody who's better with like software on a computer to just make it look cleaner for me um but it's been a really cool like a creative endeavor and expression of myself to be able to like put so much into how everything feels and fits and um it's almost like OCD to an extent because I have to go through so many samples and test things and like I'm so intricate with little details, but that's why. That, that's what, what makes the the difference in the end though. Someone else might be like, oh, the, the wrist thing, it doesn't really matter. You know, we'll just use the cheapest or whatever. But in the end, that's where you're like, I don't constantly have to pull my sleeves down or this is exactly the length of the hoodie or yeah. that I want. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's amazing. I'm I'm excited for it, for the launches as well. And just to see how it continues to grow. And I, I could obviously keep talking to you for, for ages. This has been a very, a little bit of a selfish um, interview because I just wanted to catch up with you as well. Um, but everyone go and also listen to the tailored life podcast, go and follow Cody on Instagram. I think it's just um, at Cody McBroom. And then of course at tailored coaching method, is that the two, I'll, I'll yep. put that in the show notes as well. Um, yep. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's been a true pleasure talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise, I was happy to come on. It's a blast. And um, 
honestly, part of being a podcast host is to selfishly talk to people. <laughs> I remember when I first started mine, I was like, damn, so I don't have to pay for consults anymore. I can just like have people come on and just pick their brain. This is awesome. <laughs> so, Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I totally get it. But yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been, been really cool. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.